Want to help me make the Productivity on Purpose podcast even better? Leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. What do you love hearing about? What motivates or inspires you? I would seriously love to know and want to serve up more for you. So go to Apple Podcast right now and leave me a review. I can't wait to hear from you. All right, Mama. You started your business because you're great at what you do and you want to do it on your terms. Hello, freedom and flexibility. But you're a couple of years in, handcuffed to your biz, more overwhelmed than ever. You feel like you're not doing anything well at work or with your fam. If that's you, stay tuned. I'm Ridhu Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, former professional organizer turned productivity pro, here to help women like you with growing businesses stop drowning and start controlling all your demands and distractions. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Hello, sweet friend. Welcome back. Or if it's your first time here, welcome. I'm Ridhu, your hostess with the mostest helping you let go of stress and overwhelm, especially during this crazy holiday period and help you find calm and confidence in your business and in your home life. So here's what I think. There are two kinds of people in the world, (laughs) late people and not late people. I live with a late person, (laughs) my husband. It is so frustrating at times. And I like to be a not late person, right? The not late people are not necessarily early people though, right? I'm not actually at things a half an hour early, even 10 minutes early, but I'm a very much on time person. So you could be not late and be on time, but you're not late. And then there are the late people, my husband, who loves, let me just tell you what it's like going to the airport. It is a disaster for the two of us. I mean, I'm so stressed. Actually, it's not a disaster for him. I am so stressed and he is perfectly fine. He literally, it's like he loves the thrill of running through the airport with like sweat dripping and making it to the flight just before the doors close. Like that is a truly a thrill to him and he enjoys it. So we are we're arguing all the time about what time we're leaving the house and I'm freaking out and I want the Uber to come like an hour before he does. And I'm thinking about traffic and what if there's an extra long security line and he's just like, no problem. We have all the things we have clear and we have TSA. There's not going to be a problem. I'm like, but there can be. And oh my gosh, I am literally like sweating bullets for a different reason because I am so stressed. He is sweating just because he loves like the thrill of the chase to get there in time. It does not work well. (laughs) Okay. So which bucket do you fall in? If you're regularly late to meetings, calls, appointments, drinks, dinners, parties, This episode is for you. If you're not regularly late, but sometimes late, this is also for you. And if you're an early or on-time person, you're going to enjoy hearing things from perhaps other people's perspective, your perspective, and you're still going to glean a lot of insights about being late and not late and being timely. And when you're done listening, you may even want to forward this to someone who is a late person. All right, so today I'm going to dissect these two types of people, but really talk about why and how to change from a sometimes late or a always late person to a timely person. 
And I'm mostly going to talk about this through your belief systems, because the more amazing women that I speak to, the more I see how much the stories and the mind drama and the drama trickery in our brains are behind our actions and behaviors and how the way that we think about time puts us behind or ahead of the eight ball all of the time. Okay, so I'm going to actually start from telling you a little bit about my past so you understand that I was not brought up as a timely person. It is not in my genes, in my blood, and in my family. Okay, Uh, my family was known, meaning like my parents, and I was a young kid, known to be late everywhere. And I mean everywhere, all the parties. I was always late getting to school until I got on a bus, right? And my mom had to drive me, I think when I was in, I literally can remember in kindergarten being late. I remember my eighth birthday party at McDonald's, which was so fun back then, you know, it was like pre everything GMO and whatever. It was like the be all and all soiree, like the McDonald's party, no joke. And I do not, I do not take this lightly or, or joke about this. I was the last one there. Literally, I was the last one to arrive. Okay. (laughs) But the funny thing is, I don't even remember being that upset about it. I'm sure it was a little bit, but it's just what I knew. Like, you know, 20 minutes late to the first day of camp. Yeah, that was me. Or 15 minutes late to like a half hour parent teacher conference. Yeah, that was us. Like we were always late. So it's just kind of like how I grew up. And, but as I moved into my twenties, I learned, cause then I also was very late to things. It just didn't matter as much to me. I learned how to go from pretty late or sometimes grossly, grossly late to maybe 10 to 15 minutes late. That became my go-to. And then over time, I got better and better in that till I'm mostly on time or early. So I just think it's all ironic that my role today is a productivity coach and I love time management. Or maybe that's exactly why I do what I did today because of my past. I don't know. But either way, I'm living proof that you can go from being a late person to an almost on-time person. Or dare I say it, an early person. So in my journey to becoming a time pro, which by the way, I fall off the wagon too all the time, but I have a lot of skills under my belt now that I'm mostly on time. I learned three essential practices that timely people use on an everyday basis. All right, you ready for them? Let's jump in. Number one, I learned to understand hidden time. Now, this may come as a surprise to you because it certainly did for me, but do you know that it can take upwards of five minutes to get out of your house, even when you're 100% ready to get out of your house? Yes, that last bathroom stop. Or, oh, where's my phone? Where'd I put the keys? I gotta go lock up the doors. Wait, wait, what is the address again? Where are we going? Oh, I gotta swap my purse. I think I left something in my other purse. And bam, just like that. You've added at least five minutes onto your departure time, even when you are leaving right on time. So that hidden time is that sneaky, unaccounted time, those minutes that rack up quickly and you don't even understand it, but you're like, I was so ready on time. How am I late again? Right? It's time that gets stuck by simple tasks that typically have to do with preparation, travel, setup, decompressing, like just literally switching from task to task. Okay. So 
maybe like you remember, have you ever like rushed home? You're like coming home from one place. Let's say you're coming back from work or yeah, at six o'clock and you want to go meet friends at 630. That's what you've committed to. And you're like, I can definitely do that. If they're where I have to go, is about 20, 25 minutes away. I'm done at six. I can meet them at 630. Completely makes logical sense. Theoretically, you can make it on time. But in reality, you need at least 15 minutes of hidden time. So you're going to drop your bags and you come home. You want to maybe change your clothes, feed the dog, take a freaking deep breath before you head out the door, right? Oh, can't, same thing. Can't find my keys. Where's my phone? Can maybe fix my like makeup or hair a little bit. Not to mention the time to get from the parking lot where you're going to the restaurant or to the bar after going to pay the meter. Like you get there and then you're like, oh, they have those damn damn things you have to go and like pay that pre-parking thing and, you know, bring it back. And all that takes time. Or you get in the car and you're like, oh my God, really? Did my gas light have to go on right now? So these are all these hidden times. And thinking like a timely person means being mindful of seemingly insignificant hidden tasks and adding them to your plans. I have learned over time to add hidden time by playing this movie in my head. Like I picture myself, okay, if I'm going to walk into the house, what do I need to do in order to get myself out of the house, into the car? And then what do I need to do when I get into the car and to the place I need to go? So I'm literally playing that movie. Like I picture myself walking into the house and doing everything that needs to get done before I leave, whether it's changing my clothes or getting a glass of water or changing my shoes or, you know, emailing someone or getting the directions or whatever it is. And then the same thing is like, when I arrive, what do I need to do? Am I just pulling up into their driveway or do I need to park like three blocks away? I need to even find parking. So by seeing, literally visualizing, seeing my next steps, I can sort of assign a number of minutes to each one, right? So now I'm like, okay, that is actually going to take me at least five minutes to park, at least 10 minutes to change and like reshuffle all my gear and get out. All right. So now as a practice, I've gotten used to estimating and thinking about hidden time and hidden tasks rather and how long they take. So I probably need about 15 Actually, I'll say 20. Let's be honest. I have 20 minutes between getting home and getting out again, just because I say hi to my kids and I put my stuff down and something's going to distract me and I need to go change, you know, and get out, get my shoes on, find the keys and get out of the door. So that's a movie that's been replayed in my mind over and over and over again, which helps me get better at estimating my hidden time. Number two. A little bit related, but this is a little bit different. Okay, this number two, it's related, but different. I learned to add buffer time. Buffer time is is different because it's things that are really outside of your control. Whereas the hidden time is often things that are in your control that we should be thinking about and estimating and adding those into our time. So buffer time. Okay, so listen, I would love it if there was no rubbernecking, if there was no coffee spills, like when I'm pulling out the door or like pulling out the garage, I would love it if there was no meltdowns in my house. I would love so many things to not happen that delay me, but I'd also love a private organic chef and clothes that fold themselves. Doesn't mean it's really going to happen. Now, does it? Yes. You can tell yourself that everything's going to go exactly according to your plan down to the last minute with no room for error. Hello, husband. Why are you killing me this way? But how has that been working out for you? For me, it's kept me running late. And worse, it 
keeps me making excuses to people, which starts feeling like so old and like the dog ate my homework. Like I'm making excuses about the traffic or the unexpected phone calls or, you know, just again, those other dog ate my homework reasons for my tardiness. When it's so irritating to other people. Like now I understand this. Now that I'm on the receiving end of that, I'm like, well, how could you not ever take that into account? I understand once in a while, for sure, for sure. Like things are just unexpected. They never happen. There's never traffic on our local roads going three blocks and it happened today or there was a car accident. I get it. But when it becomes the norm, it's really annoying to the other people who are waiting for you, who respect their own time. Okay, so timely people buffer. They buffer their time. Lady friend, trust me on this. They take into account unforeseen happenstances. They set realistic expectations about what could happen between or before commitments. So excuses like, I got all the red lights or I shouldn't have answered that text. Those rarely cross their path. Okay, so it turns out by padding your schedule, you actually have less wasted time in your life, right? Having to think of and, and like think about like, why was I so late or what do I tell people? Instead, you have the time to think and clarify to yourself about what's, what you should be doing and where you want to go and be more intentional, more deliberate. And this is really energizing. These are the energizing results of buffer time. On the other hand, when you give yourself no extra time between any of your meetings or appointments or your back-to-back commitments, you are running around without a moment of downtime. You make careless mistakes. Girl, you know it happens. You forget details. You can't remember someone's name when you walk into an important meeting, right? Because you're just too rushed. You don't even have the time to like check it out on your phone before you walk in. So a way that I've learned to embrace buffer time is to add at least 20%, if not 25%, to whatever time I think I need. So if I'm like, okay, I can get to this next meeting in 10 minutes or to the bar in 10 minutes. It's right down the street, 10 minutes. Let me make it like 12 or 13 minutes. Literally. I'm not only, I don't need to leave 10 to, let me leave 13 minutes to, or even 15 minutes to. Okay. Is it going to take me If I think my mind, it's going to take me, you know, 45 minutes to like wash my hair and get dressed. I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's really 55 minutes. Can I add on some percentage there, some buffer time? Because I always seem to be behind. But I think it's going to take me 35 minutes to clean up from dinner. Maybe I'll plan on 35, right? Whatever it might be, add a little bit more time. On time or early people would rather have more time than less. So they are calm and not chaotic. Do you hear me on this? It is such an amazing feeling to feel calm, to feel confident, to feel like I'm on top of this instead of just running on chaos and scatteredness all day long. So think through your buffer time. What are those things that can be out of your control and even the things that are somewhat in your control, like the shower, getting dressed, like whatever it is, How can I buffer some more time? And number three, this kind of leads me to my third lesson when I'm talking about having more time than less is number three. This was really important to me. And this is, I think, where a belief comes in and a mind, which is a total change in belief, is I learned to welcome the weight. 
This is such a mind shift for me. Okay, someone who prides herself on checking tasks off the list, right? I love shoving in one more thing before I have to leave for anywhere. Can you relate, right? Late people love to do things until the very last moment, which is actually really well past the last moment. So you prove to yourself that you're making the best use of your time. I am so with you. I completely understand that. And that's why this is such a change in mindset. So for example, you'll answer that last email, even though you know you should really be headed out the door now, you got to get somewhere or you'll throw in that last load of laundry or you'll make that last call, you know, but you should be headed out the door like five minutes ago. And then on top of it, if you did get somewhere early, if this is you, tell me if this relates, if you can relate to this. If you get somewhere early, you hate the thought of getting there ahead of time because now you feel like you wasted time. You're like, oh, I totally could have done that last email or I could have thrown in that load of laundry, right? So instead of enjoying the few minutes that you have, that few relaxed minutes, the time where you can just fix your hair and put on your lip gloss and think through what I want to say and what kind of energy I want to bring and not walk in like a scattered freaking mess. Instead of doing that, you kick yourself for not finishing that last message or clearing the sink or paying a bill. Oh my God, are you with me? That was me. And I fall back into this too often. But actually, now I think I'm so in love, literally in love with being earlier and like showing up, feeling calm and collected and confident that I do this so much less, even though I'm not going to say it never happens. Of course, it does happen, but I've just learned to let it go and let that belief just let that go instead of, and so the belief changes instead of thinking I am missing out on doing something instead I'm arriving somewhere in such a better energy and I'm arriving somewhere with more clarity and more relaxation and more joy. And so you're essentially like replacing one belief with the other instead of, I could have been doing more. I'm so comfortable in doing a little less because the end goal, it brings me so much more joy and so much more happiness and clarity and energy. Okay. So here's how I've like combated this late person, the late person's way of thinking, how I used to be like always like one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. So now here's what I do. I plan something small to do if I'm early to my next commitment. So I, if I'm going in the car, I'll like bring a magazine with me, which, oh my gosh, how fun is it to like read like some people when I'm sitting in the car for a few minutes? Or I'll think, okay, I can catch up on my texts once I arrive there, once I parked, once I have paid the parking meter, I can catch up on a couple texts. Or I can go through my schedule for the week, or I can make that quick call to a friend, Right. I have this planned activity in my mind and it's specific. So it does add another check off my list, right? So I do get that dopamine hit if I have the extra time. So I still feel so motivated by it. But sometimes I have that plan in my head and I don't get to the place early, right? Even though I've given the buffer time, even though I've, I have, you know, think, thought about the hidden time. I leave. I don't do that extra thing at home, right? I leave. I get there just in time. And that feels great too. Because either way, I'm not late. So I either get there early and I have something planned for me to do, or I get there on time, which feels awesome. 
Okay. So that's, that's how I really combated this way of thinking is I'm planning to do that extra thing when I quote unquote, hopefully maybe get there a little bit early. Sometimes if it's like a networking meeting or I'm going to have a Zoom call. It's like back-to-back Zoom calls, but I have that five minutes in between. I get on the Zoom call early. I have my mute on and my, my video off, but I'm just collecting my thoughts of how I want to introduce myself or what I want to say or how I want to start this meeting or what I want to contribute. That's amazing. But if I feel like I don't need to do that, I have that planned activity. You're like, okay, I'm here early. I'm set. My camera's ready. My mic is set up. I'm all good. I look good. And I still have three or four minutes to like respond to that last text or email. And then I go into that meeting so calm, right? So when I catch myself thinking just one more thing before I leave, I say to myself, this can wait, get your early activity planned instead, right? So it's this little mantra to remind myself that I can still get more done without being late. And I've gone from hating being early, which I swear I I used to hate it. I just did. I was like, this is such a waste of my time to... Truly, I'm in love with this. I love being the first one on, the first one in, the first one like with confidence. The like, I just love showing up with that clarity and that energy. So now that means I have no more apologies, no more excuses, no more scurrying into wherever I got to go with my shirt untucked or my hair in a mess, and no more wondering what is the on time secret sauce these people have that I don't have. And here's the icing on the cake. And listen to me about this. Listen to me. People look at me differently too. Okay. Eye rolls when I'm late all the time or the comments are replaced with embraces and smiles and an appreciation for taking the commitment seriously. And even if you've never seen an eye roll and even if no one has made a comment to you about always being late, I guarantee you they are thinking it or saying it when you're not there. It is irritating. It is disrespectful, right? You don't want to be known as the late person. People respect you more when you respect them. So my friend, follow these simple practices. I promise that you too can be on time all of the time. Okay. Maybe most of the time, but you know what I'm saying? In fact, this serves up the challenge of the week so well. You've spent your precious time with me and I want to make your time here 100% worth it. So pick one, one of the three ways that I just went through to help you become more on time too. Which one resonated with you the most? Will you learn to understand hidden time, learn to add buffer time, or learn to welcome the wait? Remember, do one, practice that, feel really good about it, and then add on another. I am really excited about this one. I hope you take this challenge seriously and do this thing. All right. So how was that for your inspiration today? If you want even more, if you want a behind the scenes look into the way I run my biz and my life and would love weekly tips like this delivered directly to your inbox, get on my email list. Girl, what are you waiting for? I'll even give you an awesome download called Five Simple Ways to Get and Stay Focused. I just completely overhauled it. It's so good. So be sure to get your hands on it. Come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash focus. 
I hope I served you today. I can't thank you enough for listening and sharing. Yes, share and leave that review, sweet friend. As always, you are the best for showing up here. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for your time, loving vibes, positive energy, and know that I am sending them right back your way. Catch you next time. Bye-bye.